Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I do not have the audio required to play the clip of the guy, but it's not your fault. It's totally mine. It's Henry Cuellar. That's okay. Um, Actually, no, wait. I think I just saw him say something about this recently. I don't even think I pulled the clip. Hang on. Crisis averted. I think if I just open it up, I can play it. So who is Henry Cuellar? He is a Democratic congressman from Texas, and he was the victim of a carjacking in a D.C. neighborhood last night, about a mile from the Capitol. If only Jamal Bowman was nearby, he could have alerted people immediately. Anyway, um, Representative Henry Cuellar had his white Honda, why does it got to be a white Honda, uh, seized at gunpoint in the Navy Yard. That's a place, it's an area, I don't know. Navy Yard, that's a, maybe that's the the district, like a housing district. Maybe it was an old Navy Yard, I'm thinking, and they converted it into like condos, like everything else, right? So um, this happened late in the evening. The carjacking took place outside an apartment building in which dozens of house members live. So um, we're filing all of this under... Uh, Reaping what you sow. Now, Henry Cuellar, I should point out, has been a longtime uh, opponent of the defund the police movement. He's got, I think, three brothers who are all law enforcement. Uh, so he's he's not been one of these defunders. However, he is a Democrat. <laughs> and so uh, like you're, you're part of a party that has been running headlong in that direction, locked arms, you know, with the defunders. Monday's incident, though, was the second assault on a member of Congress in D.C. this year. In February, Democratic Representative Angie Craig of Minnesota eh, was assaulted in her Washington apartment building, suffering bruises while escaping serious injury. Her chief of staff said that the attack did not appear to be politically motivated. Congressman Cuellar, last night, was parking his car Three armed assailants that he identified as uh, young men that were, uh, they had masks over their face, you know, for COVID purposes, obviously. By the way, when taking an accounting, right, when, when, when compiling the numbers of deaths and such on the ledger, can we put masking, can we give a line for like the masking that has led to criminals using the COVID masking uh, protocols and such in order to commit crimes. Because that's a thing. You notice that, right? That's a thing. They get to hide in plain sight. By the way, did you know in North Carolina, for years and years, like a couple decades, we had a rule, we have a law, that you're not allowed to wear a mask. If you are a male over the age of, I want to say, 15 or 16, something like that, you're not allowed to wear a mask out in public. It was a law that was passed after the Klan was, you know, doing their crap. And so they're like, no, nah, sorry, 
Can't be running around masked. But then, of course, you know, the science and data. Right, the, 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 the branch COVIDians and their, their mantra of science tells us, oh, no, no, we got to be comfortable with everybody wearing masks. And so everybody masks up. And then guess what? Bad actors use that new norm in order to operate more freely. This is a concept that is really at the root of all of what we're seeing with regards to the elevating uh, uh, violent crime rates, particularly homicides. Right? We have these new norms in place that people are accepting. And these things, just like, for example, this occurs inside of the transgender debate as well and access to certain facilities and that sort of stuff. By creating these new norms, you are allowing greater space for bad actors to operate. And, for example, during the whole HB2 debate when you know people were uh, mocking Pat McCrory and he wants to be the potty police. What are you, the potty police? And finally I said, yes, we all are. Welcome to society, right? That's We're all supposed to be watching for that because cops can't be everywhere. And God knows you guys on the left don't want cops everywhere. I don't want cops everywhere either. I don't think we can afford to have cops everywhere. And I don't know if we want a police presence that's that heavy handed, right? So that means we have to govern ourselves. That's what this experiment is about. Can people living freely govern ourselves? And you guys are making a case that the answer to that question is no, at least in regards to like a lot of blue states or blue cities. So the congressman was approached by three armed assailants. This guy is apparently a black belt. And so he kept his cool. He looked, he saw three guns and he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, here's the, here are the car keys. Here's my cell phone. And uh, what he said was, and this was from the soundbite that I, I can't find now, but he, uh, he said, uh, like, he was really upset that they took his sushi. He had sushi in the car. I mean, common man, right? Everyday man. Does that not speak to the everyday man here uh, or what? But he did get it all back. Although I'm not sure I'd eat the sushi. It took like two hours. They got the car back because they tracked the car. They tracked his phone. They recovered it all. I mean, let's not get crazy and think they're going to, you know, bust anybody for it. And if they do arrest anybody, I mean, <laughs> they're, oh, they're probably already out. So uh, the, the, important, the important thing is that he got the car back, he got the phone back, and he got his sushi back. Although I don't know if I would eat sushi after two hours, non-refrigerated, you know? I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe they kept the AC on. Would you eat sushi from your stolen car? If you get, if you get your car back... After two hours, and there was sushi in the car, and, and, and unless there's some sort of, you know, label, like if you bought it at the grocery store, which I don't think this congressman is buying his sushi at a grocery store, right? He's probably getting it from like some sushi place, right? But maybe they put a little sticker on it, you know, because of all of the, all of the, the uh, like the food taxi services. I don't want to name any of them because I don't, I'm not trying to disparage the companies. But we've all seen the stories, and this is why I don't eat any of that stuff. I don't get anybody giving me food from their car. You know, I, I don't want any of it because I've seen enough videos from people's doorbells that show people eating their food. Right? The drivers pull up, and they're sipping out of the, out of the milkshake, and they're eating out of the, the fries. Like, No. I do not trust people. I barely trust servers to transport the food from the kitchen to my plate. 
That's why I treat all servers fantastic. Plus, I used to work in restaurants. So, like, I treat service industry people really, really well. Um, even, even ones that aren't that good. I always find some rationalization. <laughs> like, eh, it's probably their first day. And maybe they're having a bad day. Whatever. I would not eat the sushi. Um, even, if there were, even if there was a, uh, a sticker on it, I would not trust it. You know why? I know this is going to sound, well, I mean, obviously, because I think it would spoil in two hours, and it's raw fish, and so, ew. But also, I am of an age where a particular uh, urban legend, if you will, circulated amongst uh, the, uh, the people, amongst us common folk, which was about someone whose house got burglarized, and then the people stole their... Uh, stole a bunch of stuff, ransacked the place, and then months go by and they develop the, f- the, the film from their camera. See, this is why the urban legend won't work nowadays. They develop the film from the camera, it comes back, and they find pictures that the burglars took of them doing something to some of their hygienic products. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to describe it any more graphically than that, but let's just say your teeth did not get cleaner. That was one of the stories we were told. That's why I will never eat. If my car got stolen and there was food in it and then they get the car back, even within two hours, even within half an hour, I'm not eating that food. I'm, I'm doing a full detox of that vehicle. Especially if it's like stolen by some guy named Dirty Mike and the boys. Then that's definitely not, I'm definitely cleaning that car out. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. That's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. A Democratic city leader in Chicago admitted that his party's leadership is, quote, tone deaf in its response to crime. Raymond Lopez, Democratic Chicago alderman, he told Fox News that residents in the city are being, quote, hunted down like prey. Hang on a second. Wait, where is this? Chicago? Did you know that? Did you know Chicago was? Did you know that this was happening? It was pretty bad in Chicago, apparently. I have not heard that. The comments come after a state law went into effect last month that ended cash bail, putting criminals on the streets soon after being arrested. Oh, I saw this story, too. There was a man, father of three in Chattanooga, murdered. And um, the guy that is now charged, arrested 90-something times? Arrested and let out 90-something times in Chattanooga. 
at some point, people are going to learn, right? You got uh, and and you got the two Congress members that were attacked, both Democrats. Um, now you got a Democrat, Chicago alderman, saying it's really bad in in uh, in Chicago. The comments come after this state law got passed, so this is all over now, Illinois. Lopez said that, quote, things like robbery, burglary, arson, assault, even threatening elected officials like myself do not warrant you being held on bond anymore in the state of Illinois, and criminals are taking note. (gasps) Really? Wait a minute. Are you telling me that criminals know what laws that they break carry what penalties, like, that are on the books? Are you saying that they are aware of the punishments that they face for committing various crimes, almost as if criminals know. Hmm, weird. Like this could this could completely upend the entire uh, field of criminal justice study, right? I'm not sure people are aware of this, that criminals know the punishments for the crimes they commit. Voters are seeing that when they elect socialists or ultra-progressives, he said, they're rewarded with tone-deaf leadership. An analysis by the Washington Free Beacon found several violent arrestees have already been released under the policy known as the Safety Act, which passed in 2021 but had been uh, delayed because they kept getting sued. Out of 102 county prosecutors in the state of Illinois, 100 of them opposed the law. Again, this is all under the heading of Reaping What You Sow. PJ Media reported the other day, mass looting all over Philadelphia. I'm sure you've seen the videos. There are accounts of Center City stores being cleaned out by looters, including Lululem, Lululem. What is this one? Lululemon. Lululemon. That makes more sense. The Apple Store, Foot Locker, near the Liberty Bell of all locations. Um, I just saw this from Andy No on his, uh, I believe this is Substack, oh no, Locals.com. Two days of rioting and looting broke out on September 26th following a Black Lives Matter-inspired protest in downtown Philadelphia. The looters targeted a liquor store, Lululemon, Apple, Foot Locker, and Target, and many other businesses. The looting was organized on social media and was in reaction to a judge dismissing charges against a former Philadelphia police officer who shot a knife-wielding Latino suspect. So, wait a minute. Latino or Hispanic, I'm not sure. With or Latinx with a knife. Cop shoots him and the Black Lives Matter people Rob stores. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I guess they're connected. Not sure. Oh, George Soros linked DA Larry Krasner refiled charges against the cop the same day. Perhaps the most infamous riot arrestee was Deja Blackwell, a social media influencer known as Meatball. She live streamed herself inciting the looting. Uh, She was charged with burglary, conspiracy, riot, receipt of stolen property, and many other crimes. Um, her lawyer says this is an all-out assault on black and brown people. So somebody got charged. I guess that's progress.
Well, this is kind of, yeah, I mean, this is kind of on topic. Stan says in an email, uh, the goal of the Marxists in this country via the Democrat Party is the destruction of America as founded because it's so terrible. What happens when they succeed and the masses who helped accomplish it realize that the new Caesar is not interested in creating the promised utopia and it isn't coming. Right. Well, that's that's when they. It's a little it's too late. It becomes too late. It's always a generation away, you know. Um, Where's this other story here? Oh, I was going through. The various stories about reaping what we sow in the criminal justice system in America, but it's obviously more expansive than that. People want the short-term fix. People are impatient. I'm actually dealing with this in, uh, in my personal life, doing some stuff, and it's kind of a long-term kind of uh, horizon we're looking at, and we've given people updates as to what thing what things are happening and we're rooting out some stuff and i keep getting like people keep coming and saying like why aren't you telling us this stuff like okay first off literally the only reason you know anything about this is because i told you okay first of all second of all i'm giving you monthly updates i, I don't really know what else i can do and there's nothing else to report right now but i keep giving you the monthly updates and now you're saying that i'm not keeping you updated like, I can't make you read this stuff. I put it up there. You read it. If you're not going to do that, like, pound sand, man. Anyway, um, Minneapolis's progressive district attorney is under fire for her woke policies that allow accused rapists, pedophiles, and killers to stay free. With even Minnesota's George Soros-backed General or Attorney General, General Attorney, Attorney General, um, accusing her of taking it too far. See, that's the problem. When you're selling utopia under the the guise of Marxism, or maybe it's Marxism under the guise of utopia, there's no limiting principles. I ask that of people pretty frequently. Like, where's the end zone? What are the limiting principles? Or as Rush would say, right, highlighting the absurd by being absurd. That's in case people don't realize it, I do that a lot. I, I, I learned from the Maharishi. That is, a, that is a really good way to focus the argument. And this is the problem. When even the left doesn't know where the guardrails are, and this gets to something Dennis Prager said at a Moms for Liberty conference, where he said conservatives vote their principles, progressives vote their principles, but liberals do not. Liberals do not. Liberals will vote with progressives because, they're, he says, they're cowards because they don't want to admit that they are actually closer to conservatives on how they live their lives and what they think about things. They don't want to acknowledge that. And so they vote progressive. Even though, as liberals, their values are not actually aligned with that. And so when progressives get power... They take it too far because there is no limiting principle for them. The pandemic. Oh, sorry. I was going to the wrong story here. But that's on the the store closings that are a result of the crime. In Minneapolis, for example. But uh, the the, uh, Hennepin County DA, Mary Moriarty, 
took office in January, promising to deliver more safety and more justice to the community. Since then, she has horrified local families and officials by pushing for suspects in even the most serious crimes to get probation in an effort to keep them out of prison. Minneapolis Star Tribune reports veteran uh, prosecutor Catherine Markey was only told moments before a plea hearing that the DA was only seeking probation for one of the teens involved in the 2019 carjacking that killed her own son, Stephen Markey. She's a prosecutor. This was her boss. And they sent probation. And she didn't find out about it until moments before the hearing. Quote, it's a trend definitely because of Mary Moriarty, she told the paper. And then accused... Uh, and said those accused of serious crimes are getting just slap-on-the-wrist deals. She's still playing public defender. The only thing is, that's not her role anymore. She's a prosecutor. In April, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz reassigned the case against the alleged murderers of the uh, of mother of one, Zaria McKeever. He reassigned the case of her murder to the Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, who is also a Soros-backed prosecutor. McKeever was killed in 2022 by two teenage brothers that were hired by her ex-boyfriend. While prosecutors initially wanted to try both of them as adults, they were offered probationary deals in exchange for testimony against McKeever's ex-boyfriend, who had hired them to go kill the mom, the ex-girlfriend. The controversial arrangement prompted the assistant Hennepin, uh, sorry, Hennepin County attorney, Leah Erickson, to remove herself from the case and then leave the office entirely, quit her job over it. When you have prosecutors that are resigning their posts because the, the chief prosecutor doesn't want to prosecute violent criminals, that's a problem. That's your canary in the coal mine, folks. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Let me go over here and get Larry on the program. Hello, Larry. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks very much. Yes, sir. I uh, appreciated your comments about Mary Moriarty. Yeah. Uh, up uh, in Minnesota, up in Minneapolis, Hennepin County. Uh, Moriarty, of course, was the arch enemy of Sherlock Holmes. You probably recall That's that. That's true. <laughs> arch criminal. And she's one of them. Uh, you, would, you would be appalled if you did some more research on her situation. She has initiated plea bargaining for the son of a Democratic state legislator up there, a disgraced one, who uh, killed five women in a car accident. Uh, I think it was at the end of last year. Uh, he was under the use of uh, controlled substances, had rented a car at the airport, driven it about 10 miles, 
uh, got into a, a high-speed uh, situation, and he plowed into this vehicle that had five girls. I think they were all Somalis, and they were all part of a wedding. Mm. And she is initiating plea bargaining for someone who has murdered, basically, vehicularly, five people. Why would there be a plea bargain? Well, if you believe that I mean, the whole criminal justice system... What, are you there? Larry, are you there? Yeah, I was oh. going to say, it's like they don't want to do the work, or she doesn't want them to do the work, to go ahead and, and pursue this guy's case and uh, throw the full book at him. Right, it's, a, it's an overly maternalistic uh, kind of approach to prosecution, I think. Uh, they don't. They, yeah, I think that's really at the heart of a lot of this, quote, criminal justice reform effort. Um, I appreciate the call, Larry. Yeah, she's awful. And um, there's a... All right, if you have a society that is no longer afraid of being punished for transgressions in the afterlife, then punishment in this life becomes much more important in order to keep people within the guardrails, you know? I just leave it on the table there. I just throw that out there for thought. That's my view on it. I know there are a lot of people that think that, uh, oh, we put too many people in prison and jail and this and that. A lot of libertarians on the like, and, and on some charges, I'm with the libertarian view on this. But on violent crime, no, I'm not. I'm not libertarian on violent crime. Now, I want people punished, but the problem is, you know, you got the government involved, and whenever the government's involved, you know, then it's like, eh. I, that's why I came back to opposition to the death penalty. I have gone back and forth over the course of my life. But I've been against the state enacting the death penalty because I don't trust the government really on anything. And so on matters of life and death and putting people to death. And I understand, like, there's trade-off there. I really do. I understand it. Like, there are people that have committed such heinous crimes that there's no doubt of their guilt. And then maybe I could be persuaded. Like, I saw somebody like, oh, on, you know, mass shooters. When those guys, when the mass shooter... um, surrenders right when they get caught and the guns in their hand and the barrels smoking and they're dressed up in the full you know uh they're fully kitted up with the uh, body armor and everything yeah I, I i am open to the argument of swift justice there hotair.com reporting cvs planning to close 900 stores by the end of next year 10 percent of all of its stores The pandemic taught shoppers about the wonders of online shopping if they were not already shopping that way. And then when the pandemic eased up, more shoppers left their homes to go to the brick-and-mortar stores. The epidemic of shoplifting in major cities began. So CVS is making some drastic reforms. It's being described as a total retail overhaul. Target closing nine stores, including its New York City location, citing theft and employee safety. And the Charlotte City Council... They're looking to move to bring back criminal penalties for several ordinances after they tried to not punish people for, you know, pooping in public and that sort of thing. It's almost like there was a reason why we instituted the punishments in the first place. Right? Isn't that weird? Like, why do you think these rules came in place? Well, if you believe the leftist tropes, it's because of racism. Well, no, it was because of hygiene. You don't want... Human feces all over your sidewalks because that spreads disease. Oh, in a related story, we got a lot more rats now in Charlotte. 
All is going according to plan. All right, Brett Winterbull is up next. Stick around. I will see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.